In those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the realm of the heavens is near. This is the, is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke. And he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Most High and make God's paths straight. Now John had for his clothing camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the women and men of Jerusalem and all of Judea were going out to him and the whole region of the Jordan, and they were baptized in the river Jordan by him, confessing their sins. Indeed, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me is coming one more powerful than I am. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came down from Galilee to John to the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John forbade him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to me. But Jesus answered him, Let it go now, for this is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John let it go. Now, when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens opened, and he saw the Spirit of God, and she descended upon him like a dove and came upon him, and the voice of the heavens said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. For the word of God in Scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. I invite you now to turn to hymn number 453 as I went down to the river to pray and Lauren will lead us. Parts there, so um, and let's all stand. Um, you might not even need your books. All you need to remember is sister, brother, children, sinner. Let's go down, let's go down. 
Sister coming down to the river for baptism, brother coming down to the river for baptism, sibling, kindred coming down to the river for baptism, children coming down to the river for baptism, sinners coming down to the river for baptism. In Will Gaffney's translation of this gospel, story this familiar gospel story she makes one change that reverberates people coming out to be baptized is what the gospel reads in most of our translations and will gaffney makes it plain she says women and men and i would add women men all peoples siblings kindred children she makes plain who people are. And of course, of course, there were women and children and people of all genders in that crowd. But sometimes our translations obscure that by saying people. It is significant, though, in this story it is significant in this story that it is not just men coming down to receive baptism. We have in our text the families of the patriarchs that are, have been built for generations and continue in many ways to be built through forced impregnation, sometimes rape of enslaved women, but these are the children of Abraham, and they are therefore the children of Sarah, and they are therefore the children of Hagar, and they are therefore the children of Keturah, a concubine of Abraham who was made his wife after the death of Sarah. And so in the story, the ability of each one to choose to not just be thrown into a family story by force, but to choose, to choose baptism, to choose coming down to John the baptizer, to choose Jesus, to choose discipleship, to choose joining this movement of people through the lands to choose walking in the way that matters that ability to choose for each one in the crowd that matters and in fact jesus his ability to choose his own baptism to come to john the baptizer and to ask for baptism and when John tries to turn him away to insist. Jesus's ability to choose his own baptism also 
matters. And there are lots of reasons that this story, this familiar story of Jesus coming to John and seeking baptism and coming out of the waters and the heavens opening before him and the spirit of the dove, spirit of God like a dove descending, there are lots of reasons that this story is important and significant and there's lots of things we could tease out about this story and settle on, but today I'm honing in on Jesus's choice and how that impacts our life of faith. It is important to our Anabaptist story and heritage that the church, including this church, is a believer's church, which is to say it's a community of folks who have freely chosen to be part of it. No one is baptized without their consent. And while the stakes on infant versus adult baptism are much lower than they once were, <laughs> let's be real clear about that. Some of you were baptized as infants, and for some of you, that was the significant baptism. You are welcome in this place. The stakes are much, much lower on that. And while we have far more nuanced and liberating ways to talk about the richness and the beauty of a whole variety of baptisms, plural. This is something that our ancestors willingly died for. And that is true too. That's, that's a thread in the fabric of who we are, is the truth of that history that our forebears died for the ability to make a choice to join the church. That ability to choose, to follow in the way of Jesus and to request baptism as an adult, to have voluntary agency in joining the Jesus movement. Now, despite how it may sound, I'm going to contend here, and I, I've got that Anabaptist thread deep in my family history. Um, I'm going to contend this is not American-style individualism that we've got going on here with all my emphasis on choice and agency. It's not the same as that U.S. American-style individualism of going on your own and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. And, because this individual choice this choice of an adult, of a believer, this voluntary movement forward into a community, this choice is to submit oneself to a we. To a we that seeks to follow together, that comes together as a collective to discern, together what the Jesus way is for each of us and for us as a community so that we come together to pay attention to the invitations that we collectively hear God calling us to. And so we honor each one. Even in our covenanting, and you got to hear that covenant again this morning as we received Eric in our midst, and I will make sure that that goes out this week to all of you so you have a chance to reread it and be reminded of those words that we heard today. 
even in our covenanting, even as we speak the same words of a covenant that we hold at the center of our community life, even in our covenanting, no two of us probably understand all those words in exactly the same way. You could probably pick words out of that covenant and say, what does this mean to you? And have rich conversations as a community on each one. And so no two of us probably understand all those words in exactly the same way. No two of us probably believe it all precisely alike, but each of us finds our yes here. Somehow it becomes part of the we that we hold at our center. So in our choosing, in our agency, we join the collective we and we hold this covenant at our center. It is uh, a metaphor that I am coming to use more and more and more. It is the campfire at the center of our gathering. It is the campfire around which any and all are invited so that you can be drawn closer in to its warmth. Step back if the heat gets to be a bit too much. Take a little walk if you need to see the stars for a minute. And come on back. So as we gather around this covenant and the Jesus that it reveals in our community life, we can gather around that campfire being drawn by its warmth, its dancing flames, its crackling logs, and its alluring scent. All are most welcome. And my friends, I do believe this is the way. Thanks be to God, and amen.